Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Untranslatable Podcast, Hostels, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I am ready to get good, bad, and ugly with my good friend, my fellow co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Oh, easy, Chad. You're uh... slipping on gator piss. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting dangerous here. Uh, I don't know if I'm prepared to get good, bad, and ugly. I'm just prepared to have a good time. You know, what can I say? That's what's important. I'm a positive guy. I always just, I, you know, I'm here, I'm here for fun. But Chad's apparently got bones to pick, and I'm kind of interested to hear about it. But first, follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, I post stuff, um, you know, songs of the pod, f- random thoughts that come to my head, um, uh, other stuff, I guess. I don't retweet stuff. You know, I'm not a good retweeter. I'm not interested because I just want it to be my own stuff for some reason. I don't know why. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Or you can follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. A lot of good pictures. Some Um, beautiful waterfall pictures, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of waterfalls. I I think I mentioned that. I saw a lot of waterfalls. Um, Or you can email us at the Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com and send us stuff, you know, postcards. Scan the postcard and then just email it to us so we don't have to give you our address. <laughs> exactly. We also accept good travel memes and language memes as well. Those are always welcome. Is that what postcards are going to come to where you're now like sending e-postcards? I mean, those do exist. Yeah. But, um, I, 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 I do actually, I'm, that just came into my head when I said it, but I like the idea of scanning a postcard and emailing it to someone. <laughs> Right, you don't like, have to pay for I postage. I don't. I didn't really feel like finding the post office. You get the idea. I just right. took it to Kinko's, or <laughs> better yet, you just bring it back and like here you go. But <laughs> right, <laughs> brought, brought you something. Oh, that's great. Uh, I was even thinking too. Forget Kinko's, man. Just take a picture on your smartphone and send it. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Snapchat it to somebody. <laughs> hey, got you this postcard. <laughs> yeah. Why am I going to Kinko's? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I couldn't find a, a post office, but I did find a Kinko's. <laughs> and so it's perfect. It's per- this cost me $31 to a scan, and it took me 14 minutes. So um, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and, I list- and, and they mentioned something, and it just felt so untranslatable related. Oh, nice. So did you hear about Lindsay Lohan's little debacle? Are you talking about where she, like, tried to kidnap, like, a refugee <laughs> child? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, kidnap. Uh, I, well, she thought... Anyway, so apparently she was in Russia, and she was, like, following this family, and they had, like, a suitcase and these kids, and there was, like, two parents and these kids. And she was... On her Instagram story, she was like, I'm following you. And she has, like... Now she has, like, this, um, like, Arabic Middle Eastern accent, and it's just... God awful. For everyone who doesn't know Lindsay Lohan, she's from New York, America. And uh, it's like just this awful accent. And she's following these people. And then she eventually <laughs> reaches for one of the kids' hands. And the woman, who I'm going to probably assume is the mom, turned mm-hmm. around and gave her the, um, you know, old one-two. And, nice. uh, and then um, Lindsay Lohan fell to the ground and did classic uh classic uh rich white woman she just started crying <laughs> oh, and she's like oh my god oh i, I was assaulted why would, 
Why would you try to grab some random person, especially a child? That's just weird on, on I know. all sorts of and, levels. And it's like, what, like, and what makes you so sure that you're like saving these children's lives? It's like you have no idea who these people are, and you're just so sure that these people are being. Hu- she, she, she said something about human trafficking in the video. Human trafficking in, in the video, and it's like you're that sure that that's what's happening. That you're willing to, uh, like. Like like kidnap this child child out of their, it's the child's own safety. That's right. a lot. That's, that's pretty sure. That's quite a conclusion <laughs> to jump to. I feel like I feel like if the kids look like they're like distressed or something, they could have they could have just been having like a shitty day or like see you know they wanted to get a snack and their parents wouldn't let them get like some ice cream or something. You know what I mean? Like in the shout out part of the in the shout out of the pod uh, section of the podcast, we usually talk about people that could mind their own business but um did the right thing and stepped in this Mm. is a just mind your own business situation (laughs) (laughs) oh for sure 100 percent, without a doubt oh that's too funny this is the complete opposite of a shout out it's like do not do not uh you're not a superhero what would you even call that? The opposite of a shout out, like a like stand a, down of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> stand down, I say. Stand down. Yeah, I oh, just man, I just wild. found that hilarious and ridiculous. And she just has this accent too, and it's like, oh my god, what are you doing? She even I think was whipping in some Arabic in there. I mean, I don't know if it was real or not. I don't speak Arabic, but right. I'm maybe she knows a couple words. But it's like, oh god, this is. It just sounded rough when she with the accent, and I was like, uh, "You're from." I feel like she has had some cringy moments within the past couple of years, for sure. It kind of goes in and out, you know. It's uh-huh. it's been less frequent recently, but every now and again, now that she's um, uh, a Muslim savior, um, it seems like <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been hearing about her more and more. Right. You know. You know. It's also crazy, dude. I heard this theory online. I'm not I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it was interesting. Somebody posted online, you know, I'm sure you've also heard about like the Kanye SNL thing, right? Where he went on that rant. I didn't hear what the rant was about, but I didn't know that he wore like the um, like the free someone like the, you know, the make America great again hat yep. and, and then gave some sort of rant that people were. not. Yeah. So with. so I actually watched the rant. OK, because it's on YouTube. Somebody somebody uploaded it. I think they recorded it with their phone. I would imagine. And, and actually, a lot of his rant actually makes a lot of sense. Like, he says, you know, well, you know, everybody, you know, the liberal media, everybody's hating on me for wearing this hat. The views he of said, Chad but the, are his and his own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but what he was he saying was he, was, he was uh, saying how, like, you know, what we really need to overcome anything is just love, which is like what the Beatles were saying, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. But like his rants, just it's interesting to watch. But I read this theory, and this theory to me sounds really interesting. They say that Kanye only does really weird and like crazy shit like this before one of his album drops. Yeah, and then he's like quiet for a while. Yeah. So so I wonder if this is all just cold and calculated, and and he did say his album was going to drop on a couple days ago. And then he changed it to like November something. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That might also be a plan though too. You know, get build up more hype or something. I don't. I don't really know. But uh, I guess. Who knows? I was also talking. I like the music so, to speak for itself. 
Oh, for sure. I do, too. I think there are a and lot of great artists that, for example, Kendrick Lamar lets mm-hmm. the music speak for itself. He, you never really hear about him. Right. Which, which, but I think for Kendrick, I think, um, yeah. I mean, at his core, I think he... Also, Kendrick is broke in comparison to Kanye West, I guess, also. The, the, theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking, yeah, I guess. If you, but yeah, but you're also comparing apples to oranges, I feel you like. Think too, so? You think know so? They're both mean. rappers, American rappers. Yeah, but I mean, does Kendrick own a bunch of like? Doesn't Kanye own like a fashion line? I mean, he has his Yeezy yeah, shoes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he is an empire. He is the voice of a generation. But I think that Kanye and Kendrick are still very comparable as um, people. I don't. I don't know why they how, why, how they wouldn't be. But I don't think we we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to. Uh, <laughs> Go on a whole thing about that, right? I, but I agree with you there. I think to me it does seem like Kendrick does have his music do the talking for himself, and he's not the only one. I think there are right. Who would you compare to um, to Kanye? Oh, he, here's an interesting comparison for you. I think maybe this is a weird and wacky comparison. Maybe it doesn't work at all or hold any water. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and try it. I think Kanye, in some ways, is a little bit like John Lennon. Okay. And and Kendrick is a little bit more like George Harrison <laughs> from the Beatles. I don't. So George Harrison um, had you know had music. He did interviews and stuff, but I really think he had his music do a lot of the talking for him. Whereas John Lennon did a lot of interviews, was very vocal. You know, he had the very controversial statement that the Beatles were as popular as Jesus at one point. I feel like that's also something Kanye <laughs> that would does probably sound very say. Kanye West, <laughs> right? So, so that's where I'm drawing the comparison. <laughs> okay, My, might be kind of a crazy one, but that's fair. My Beatles knowledge isn't strong enough to um, to uh, say anything against that, so I'll take your word for it. And that that one line in itself is very Kanye-esque. So I was like, yeah, all right, you got mm-hmm. me, right. For sure. So you spent the uh, the weekend in in uh, uh, Prague, right? Praha. Yes. Yeah. How was that? Yes, sir. Dude, it was awesome. I got I got a couple of stories to tell you. Okay. So, um, first of all, shout out to my amazing friend Annabelle, who is the one I went with. Uh, she was on our last episode, and uh, so yeah, so we went to Prague, and on Saturday we we got in on Saturday, and uh, we got in around two o'clock and just kind of walked around. Went to our hostel, which uh, also kind of um, gave me the idea to um, have our episode focused on hostels because we had a really nice stay there. Uh, but I can get more into that later once we're in the main topic. But uh, so we got into the hostel, got checked in. Um, everything was good. We walked around, had some really good Czech food. Um, sausages. She really loved the uh, uh, we didn't have sausages. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, I had this really well, my food wasn't I. I don't know if it was really stereotypical Czech, but to me it seemed kind of Czech. It was like this really good, um, like as they call it here, chicken steak um, with, I mean, basically just chicken breast with in this like kind of really nice brown sauce with mushrooms. And that was really, chicken really good. Chicken is what they call it. Yeah. Is it fried? That's what they call it. No. Huh. No, it's grilled. Chicken steak. I mean, it's grilled like a steak, but yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's what I had. And she had uh, this really, really good garlic soup. Um, she loves her Czech soup, so we had some of that. So that was good. Garlic soup sounds like something a witch makes as an appetizer. 
I mean, that's uh, that's maybe what the old Czech witches used to do back in the day. I who do knows? like garlic, though. I mean, who doesn't? It's good. It's like witches um, don't. No, wait, that's vampires. It's vampires. It's vampires. <laughs> you gotta you gotta brush up on your uh, on your um, your monster folklore, buddy. But um, but yeah, I so do know suit. though that werewolves uh, are allergic to peanuts. Everybody knows that. That's just that's obvious. right for sure for sure. And uh, and Frankenstein uh, cannot stand um, doing curls and squat rack. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But um, but no. So this soup was it was really good. I had a couple bites of it, and it like has. Like herbs in it and um, like croutons in it, and sometimes they'll put meat in it or cheese in it, and it was it was really good. Um, and then after that, what we did was we we went back to the the hostel for a little bit, and uh, we're talking to some people at the hostel. Um, one of the girls from the hostel um, went with us, um, and she was really great. And uh, um, what happened was the three of us went out Where and was we kind of walked around. Um, Carlo Vivari, okay, or, or Carlsbad, um, but anyways, so so we were walking around and um, kind of checked out Old Town, walked across the Charles Bridge, which is like a like a must do if you if you go to Prague, like it's and we went late enough where it wasn't too busy because there's usually a lot of tourists in that area. The Charles Bridge, I've never even heard mm-hmm. of this bridge. Really? No. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal in Prague, huge deal. Other locks on. Then we. Nope, nope. It's it's a, like a stone bridge. All right. So no no gates for locks. Um, and then we got. Um, it does look nice. Got I'm a, looking at it now. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And all the sculptures are all saints um, on the bridge. So that's kind of interesting. And then we went and we saw the astronomical clock. Then we went to this really good brewery, and Annabelle and I split a flight of beers. And uh, this brewery had quite a few different types of beers. They had. Two that were kind of like your Czech Pilsner. They had an Imperial Stout. They had this really interesting like cherry stout, but almost tasted more like like a cherry cider Mm -hmm. than a beer. Um, And that was really good. But it was funny because they give you these like kind of a a bigger glass, like those kind of, I don't know, pear-shaped glasses that they like serve Belgian triples in sometimes in the States and like stuff like that, right? You know which glass I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's like a yeah, like a little like it's something you put like a, a nice brandy in or something like that, right? But much bigger. Yes, yes, yeah. And so they gave us that glass, and it had like this much beer in it, and that had literally like that much foam in it. It had like a couple of inches That's of foam. a lot of foam. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And they they tend to do a lot more foam in the Czech Republic. Oh, they did that on beer, purpose. Which, yeah, yeah. Because when you order a flight, I think each beer is only. You know, it's like a little taster of right. beer. Is that is it more so you actually select something? No, they they you just order the flight and they bring you the the five or, or no, the six beers. They you. bring you the six beers. Just with a lot but of that fun. was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to meet up. Um, Annabelle has done like couch surfing before. Yes. And I guess couch, as we mentioned in the last episode, and couch surfing. I did not know this, but they also have this thing called couch surfing hangouts where. If you're a couch surfing host or or you're staying with someone, you can like post in this group. It's really cool. Uh, this was completely new to me, and you post in this group. And we went to this really awesome like that shows how close you were listening to the last episode because that's when I heard r- about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so, uh, so, so we went to this really cool bar and met up with this guy named Alex who is like Ukrainian and American, 
and he's been living in Prague for three years, so he really knows his way around the city and knows all the good spots. Mm -hmm. So this place we went to, dude, it was almost all checks. And you, we went like downstairs. There were like four different rooms downstairs. It was all like a bar. Then the we were there were like six of us, so we had to find a big enough table. And we go to this table, and the dude sitting right like to the right of us, literally had his phone propped up on his beer glass, had his like Apple like earbud <laughs> things in like the the earpods the the yeah. wireless ones. And he was like FaceTiming with what I would assume is like his girlfriend, probably okay. like the way that it seemed like he was talking. He was just like smoking a spliff in there. Oh wow, that's bold. Yeah, and like no one, no one gave a shit. Like it was crazy. It blew my mind. And Alex told me that you know here in in Prague, like people are pretty liberal. And then wait, aren't you allowed to smoke inside though? You are in in some bars. Okay. In this bar, you were allowed to smoke cigarettes inside as well. Okay. So okay. so it's not like so yeah, no one else was smoking. Period. Right, right. Yeah, that, that would be pretty damn bold, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and so so that was interesting. So we we stayed there for one drink, and then uh, then we went to this like arcade that was also a bar, but oddly enough, they didn't have like they had closed down their like taps, so we only stayed there for a minute. A couple of people got like a Coca Cola, and then we left. Um, I say Coca Cola on purpose because I don't want to uh, you know lead our listeners down the wrong path and think we were doing Coke. At an arcade bar in in Prague. That's not what was going down. Uh, But then after that, uh, Alex was like, I want to take you guys to this really cool bar, but it's not officially a bar. So this guy runs this bar out of this place that I would assume used to be an apartment, but like it's a bar. Like you go down the stairs. I'm not going to say where it is because I had an amazing time there. I don't want to sell this guy out. But it was this amazing like secret bar that like you go into this street. And you you ring like a buzzer for an apartment it's like or a what you think is an apartment, yeah, yeah. And so and it's also pay as you wish. Is this, is this through the uh, hangout? This well, this was the guy that we met up through the hangout. Okay, took us there. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a byproduct of it. Then I got you exactly. Yeah, because he was showing us around, um, and I and I got his digits, and we're gonna hang out again sometime because he's a really cool. So guy. you ring the doorbell on this place. Yeah, and, and we go down these stairs, and this this really cool Czech guy with, like, these crazy dreads um, comes in and lets us in and introduces himself. I'm also not going to say his name because I don't want to sell this guy out. Um, what happened? <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. Don't you worry. So so we go down like there. I and like, to get arrested. Well, well, I mean, nothing. Well, I think probably. <laughs> Keep going. Un- Keep going. I, I think an unofficial pub is probably illegal, but I don't think uh, it's illegal for you to go. Like, I'm not running it, right? Yeah. You're, um, you're a victim. Like I said, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, a vic- I'm a victim of delicious beer at a good price. I thought this place was certified. <laughs> right? I, uh, I I looked on the Yelp page, couldn't find it anywhere. So I said, no, we are not going here. Oh, my but, God. But, uh, no, so we walked down there, and, like, there's just, like, this really cozy vibe, like, Alex had told us that it was like a, it was like you go to a living room and it's a pub. And that's kind of what it was. Like it was like three rooms, two were pretty small. And one of them was like where they had like the kitchen and like the, they had like two taps there. So someone just turns their apartment into a bar on the weekends or something like that. I think, I think it's like permanently like that. Oh, that's just their place. What what, what will be the benefit of doing that? Just under the table? 
I would assume because it so. seems I way mean, more uh, under the table. They probably avoid taxes. I mean, sorry, that was right. an accident. I need goddamn. <laughs> I I thought that was good timing, but oh uh, man, uh, that but, was um, an accident. I mean, yeah, you you like avoid always. you avoid taxes from it, right? Okay. If it's not official, yeah. You, I mean, I don't know if this is good or bad, but you also avoid like health inspections, <laughs> right? Um, I guess I can go either but, way. And right, but like I said, like there were just like a bunch of like kind of. I don't want to use the term hipster because to me they seem more like hippies than hipsters. Yeah, they were uh, they were full in it. This is not this is not a lifestyle. Right. This is a, my life. But, right. But what was so dope about this bar, dude, was we walk in and then we walk in and we hear somebody playing guitar. And at first I was like, okay, maybe it's like just a vinyl record or or like a soundtrack Gary or Clark you know Jr. something. Was in the corner. Oh man, I wish <laughs> that would have been great. Um, he he would have been melting some faces if he would have been there, but. Uh, but this girl was just playing this 12-string guitar and just kind of strumming it. And we walk in, and I kid you not, man, there were just a bunch of, like, comfy chairs around, like, two long tables. And they had uh, they had a, a, a Stratocaster, three acoustic guitars, and a really, really nice Gibson bass uh, and a microphone. And so um, I had my Jimi Hendrix shirt on yesterday as well. Uh, perfect timing, right? And, uh, and so... So they eventually, my friend Annabelle like coaxed me into like playing a couple songs. So I'm I sure played. Uh, I'm sure she really coaxed songs. you into it. Oh uh, well, I imagine it more. Not, I imagine it like um, Ron Burgundy, where he's um, he's where he's playing jazz flute. He's like, oh right. no, no, please, I couldn't, I couldn't. Just whips it. <laughs> you out have of like sleep. a pick, just ready to go. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. So my wallet in the states, I always have guitar picks, but I have a thinner wallet uh, here. And I don't have picks in it. Traveler. Traveler Chad with a thin wallet. Yeah. So so no or or tourist Chad depending on who That's you true. ask. That's but uh, but <laughs> he did have his neck pillow though. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh but yeah. So anyways, so I sat down and played a couple songs with uh um, with this girl named Bara. Which she play? has an amazing voice. We played House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Okay. Um and then there was this British dude named Tom who was just sitting behind us, just and up the he bass. was like. And he, well, no, he was like, he was like, do you mind if I like jam with you guys? And I'm like, what? And he like pulls out a harmonica case. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> dude. A harmonica like, case? Yeah. And he I had, thought like, they put it in their pocket. Oh, he had well, six well, different. He had six different ones. Yeah, in a case. Like, oh. That's why, that's why he had the case and not, he didn't have the, the Blues Traveler harmonica fishing guts on, unfortunately. <laughs> a big but, straw hat. But so he jammed hat. with us. Right, right. <laughs> and so then we were we were also playing all along the Watchtower by uh, by Bob Dylan and and you know covered by Jimi Hendrix. Have you played um, with a uh, harmonicist often? That's not the right actually, word. Actually, actually, that was uh, uh, I would say a blues harp player, maybe blues harp the term I would use, maybe. But uh, no, that was actually probably one of the first times I've, like, when I was back in high school playing in a rock band occasionally. Our drummer would like bust out a harmonica when we were like goofing around, but right. but yeah, it was fun though, dude. Like it was cool to just see all these instruments laying around. Yeah, and because because there were maybe 10, 15 people maximum in this little secret bar, like it's just a cozy atmosphere. Nobody knows about it, and we were just able to like jam and like we were there until about three a.m. like playing music. Oh, nice. Um, it was awesome, dude. Like, so I'm really well, hoping to go back there, play more music. Chad won't say it, but shout out to Yannick. Shout out to Ronnie. That's off of uh, <laughs> Third Street in Prague. 
uh address 220 <laughs> it is a beautiful little place shout out to eugene he's great he ru- he was really the one that owns the thing and don't don't forget tommy playing <laughs> that blues harp <laughs> oh yes of course of course that's awesome that sounds so right cool. up your alley too yeah, and so so I'm hoping. What kind of like drinks did know? they have? Did they, I mean you? Can, I mean, I just had beer. I'm sure you but did, I'm sure but they had other stuff. Did, they couldn't have that, have had that wide of a variety of stuff, could they? I mean, they had a shelf up top liquor. with like at least 15 different bottles of liquor. So just okay, okay. I saw I saw like a Johnny Walker red label, I think, or or something like All that. Right. All right, I'm still just so. surprised at this uh, under the table situation. You come, you come to visit. I'll take you there. Okay, it's pretty sweet. I'm gonna it's find cool. out they hate black people or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering we were playing Jimi Hendrix and other other black artist music, I think I don't, know, that, I don't know if that right. means anything. I don't know if that uh, <laughs> really means anything. But it was really funny. So I let I let um, um, Bara play some guitar um, because she wanted to play a couple Czech folk songs, which was also really awesome. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll just watch you play and kind of play bass on the fly. And then this other dude with this, like, really cool beard, like, came up. He was like, hey, do you mind if I lay down, like, a beat, like, beatbox while you play? So oh it was really random, like, a Czech folk song with, like, strumming guitar and, like, bass and then beatboxing. So it was a really fascinating so, environment. So why don't you just said no to the beatboxer? He was good, though. He was actually really good. I when When he first asked us... I was kind of like, mm, <laughs> really gonna ruin the vibe, how this goes. <laughs> right? But but he but was I good, think and then to be able to ask to beatbox, it, recognizing the vibe, I guess you got to be a confident beatboxer. Oh, for sure. Because I'd be and like, I'd I, be like, all right, bro. I mean, listen, I, I this it's weird to say no, but I mean, but you, no. see, you see what's happening up here. We're not, we're not. This is no one's about to freestyle rap over this. Just let you know, right? We should have been like, sorry, you can only, you can only uh, scat. That's, that's all we'll allow. <laughs> yes. Only scouting. That would have been pretty scoop. That, <laughs> that would have been pretty wild. But yeah, it was a great overall time, man. Like Prague is becoming your city. I mean, you you're you've you are going to be going there every couple of weeks. Yep. Although Wien, Vienna is still you haven't gone there by yet. far my favorite. Since you've been there. I ha- I haven't because I'm going there for hopefully like a week come Christmas time. On the road again. Oh yeah, Ooh, I'm excited it. for that one. I want you. Yeah, you that's that's one it. where I want you to just walk around the can city we, with your laptop. Can we shoot it in Nazil's? <laughs> yes, yes. In, in the back, dude. In that room in the back. That'd be hilarious for for all of our listeners out there that won't get this inside joke. We got to go Jared back to episode like three for that one. Some yeah for the drunchies yeah Nazil's was our favorite place like for kind of fast food in Vienna and the service there the guys were always super friendly. Yes. Well, well a couple of them were. Um, but yeah, who Good wasn't times, friendly? Man. That one guy, right? He was used to. Yeah, but he wasn't mean. I mean, That's it wasn't true. like he was saying that in a mean way. It was just while he was like slicing someone else's slicing the would, kebab. Yeah. But yeah, I never, consi- sure. I never considered him to be mean. I honestly right. just found it kind of funny. But uh, yeah, no, he didn't want. He wasn't trying to. Um, he wasn't giving us free shit, though. I mean, but that's. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need free shit. I just prefer it. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So. Um. What what kind of place did you guys stay in? So we stayed in a place called um, Hostel Elf, like like a elf like Santa's elves, right? Yes, um, which is in Prague three, I believe, um, Zhishkov. 
And it's uh, not too far from the bus stop where we landed. It was about a 10-minute walk, so that was really nice. And uh, you walk up these steps. I'm going to post pictures on our, uh, on our Instagram page um, once this episode drops because um, I took a couple pictures. But it has like a really cool just kind of like young people party vibe. Like they're always playing kind of like upbeat music. Um, actually, the song of the pod also I picked because it reminded me a lot of the music they play at this hostel that we stayed at. Um, but we'll get to that later. But, um, it was, it was cool, man. Like the, the, the guys, um, at the reception were really nice. The room was solid. Everyone, the thing I like about hostels, I, I don't know about you, Jared, but I usually don't stay in hostels. Um, as you know, I'm a tourist, so I stay in my hotel. (laughs) I usually don't, I mean, it's, I usually don't stay in hostels either, but it's also, I've never traveled to Europe by myself. You know what I mean? Right. And the, I, the one time or the few times I've stayed in hostels have either been through school when I lived in Germany or actually there was the one time with you. But um, um, it's rare that I've stayed in hostels. There's even one, a chance for me to stay in a hostel in um, Chicago one time through school. But um, Don, my buddy, um, he like had just had knee surgery. and We used that excuse mm-hmm. to stay at my mom's place, which was around the corner and uh, better. So uh, we oh, actually didn't sure. stay at the hostel. But um, yeah, no. Um, so d- didn't you say that this hostel was uh, like a party hostel of some sort? Yeah. So so what's cool about this hostel is, depending on the day of the week, they have different activities. Uh, sometimes they organize like pub crawls. They have, um, I think it was like usually on Saturdays they would have like free like barbecue, like they grill. They had like a Jenga night one night where you know you get the big Jenga, like, Jenga game. Yeah, yeah. People love Jenga um, for some reason. They do. Um, Did you play Jenga? We're just, we didn't because okay. it's on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I think, or right. Tuesdays, Thursdays or something. But um, yeah, and they also do a movie night. I forget which night that was. Um, but it was just a, a really great vibe going in there, man. Like everyone, like hotels, I feel like people are a lot more reserved and like doing their own thing. Well, yeah, you, f- you don't go to hotels to make friends. Right. Whereas hostels, I feel like you do. Yeah, that's part of the allure, I think. Exactly. And that's why Annabelle was so adamant about going to a hostel, which was fine with me. I just, as you know, I'm a worry wart. And so I'm always worried, like, I don't want my passport to get stolen because I have my visa in it. What um, what was the uh, uh, lodging situation like? Did you have your own room? Yeah, we, we had our own room. Okay. Um, so, so that was nice. Um, what was, but Annabelle what actually usually stays in dorms. It was a, a just a key card. You held it up key to the card. door. And the All door right, opened. so they're in twenty. They're in the twenty first yep. century. Annabelle yep. usually and they stays had like a door code as well to get in. Oh okay. Oh yeah, outside. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Annabelle usually stays in the dorms. You said. That's what. That's what she was telling me. Yeah, usually in the dorms. But I think yeah, that that would make sense as a couch surfer. You're also well, well. Couch surfing is someone's private apartment. No, I know, but it's I'm saying that makes sense that yeah. you'd also probably stay in the dorms if you also um, enjoy the couch surfing lifestyle. Right. Which I think I I've been thinking about that, and I'm kind of I'm kind of more on board with it now that I think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Especially me. What do I have to be afraid of? People should be afraid right. of me. <laughs> well, they sh- <laughs> not that they should be afraid of me. Um, I'm very nice, but uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of on board with the, with the couch surfing thing. I might consider it. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe um so you you wanted to call it good bad and ugly mm-hmm. Where, where's the um where's bad the bad and the ugly coming from yeah yeah, yeah. 
So, well, first of all, I would say the good comes from we had a really positive stay at our hostel. It was really nice. It was nice to like get to know people. Everyone was just so open and friendly. I got to practice my German, which is always I'm always happy. When oh I yeah, had that what kind of um, what kind of nationalities did you see? Um, German, I in, guess. In Indian, German, Russian, Ukrainian, Australian, uh, British, but no Aussies to my knowledge. Okay. Um, some Americans um, as well. So. So yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a very interesting vibe, um, but yeah. So so I also have never knock on wood I have never had any bad or ugly hostile experiences. But if you turn to Reddit, you will always find gold, Jared. So <laughs> I have a couple stories. The underbelly from of the Reddit. internet. Exactly. I actually so, take that back. I, I um just I never really understood how to use Reddit. Until I downloaded it on my phone um, a couple months ago. And it's way easier to uh, work on my phone than it is on the actual computer. And uh, Reddit can be entertaining if you find the right uh, things to follow. Oh, for sure. All right, Jared. So I want to read you a couple stories that uh, highlight the bad and the ugly. Um, Hopefully I can get through these stories uh, without cracking up because some of these are pretty good. So here we go, Jared. This one is from a user named Hillbilly Goat. Posted from Canada yep. about a year ago. Hillbilly goat. Um, so here we go. A hostel in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. As I do most mornings when I wake up, I usually spend a few minutes on my phone, responding to messages, checking email, playing games, until I'm fully with it. About 7 a.m. one morning, <laughs> I heard some really strange breathing coming from a bunk perpendicular to mine. I looked over to see a guy who appeared to be dry heaving in his sleep. His eyes were shut, but he looked like he was ready to throw up. I'm trying really hard to not (laughs) lose it while reading this. Within a few seconds, he sat up in his bed, eyes only half open, stood up, took a couple of steps to his left, pulled his dick out, and proceeded to piss all over the bed and the floor beside it. Oh, my God. I'm not talking a little five-second pee. He emptied his bladder and then pulled his pants up, got back into his pee-covered bed, and went back to sleep as if it had never happened. Oh, my God. I was in shock. (laughs) I had my phone in my hand the entire time, but I was in disbelief in what I was seeing and wasn't able to record it. There was pee all over the floor, and it made its way underneath the bag of the guy that was on the bunk above mine. When I got up, I explained to my upstairs neighbor what had happened, and why his bag was covered in piss. He was pretty cheesed. 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 <laughs> Just reading what the, what the text says. But grateful um, that I told him. They both checked out that day, and the mattress was changed, so it was like it never happened. At least he told them. Because, yeah, if you just woke up and you're like, why is my bag covered in pee? And think about it. The dude that did the peeing, there's a chance that he could wake up, too, and be like, why is my back covered in pee? Who peed on my shit? <laughs> Not realizing that it was his right. drunk ass. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so these two dudes could be arguing when it was, like, definitely one guy. I mean, obviously, it was definitely one guy. But... Right. I just can't imagine getting so drunk to the point where you just piss all over the place. I've seen something almost happen like that, similar. Not to me. I'm obviously not going to name who it was. But um, I've seen someone, like, in, in a room stand up and and like take his um you know penis out as if to pee like on someone's bed and then uh but someone woke him up 
And okay. then he's like, oh, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. Just going to pee. He's like, yeah, <laughs> oh, you're God. in the and he's like, no, I'm not. And he just walked to the bathroom like and denied it. But uh, we go. all know what he was about to do. Right. I do know a couple of people that got got so shit faced. They peed in closets thinking it was the bathroom in closets. OK. Yeah. Mm-mm. That would suck. Man, just imagine. See, closets almost seems worse. I don't want my clothes and shoes covered in pee. Exactly. Exactly. Although if you're traveling and you have a backpack or a bag and it gets covered in piss. I mean, yeah, you're screwed. You got to lug that or <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no nothing you can really do about that. Yeah, so so that's one like definite bad and ugly. And I feel like that's the thing. You have to have a lot of trust in people when you stay in dorms and hostels. In between these, can I throw in some pros? I have some cons. Oh, too. for sure. Uh one is inexpensive. How was the price of Elf? Elf was pretty good. We paid about fifty bucks for a single room for two people. Okay, that's not bad. And it was actually for, that was the, it, that was not how much each of you paid. That was the entire price. No, it was yeah total. Okay, um, it was total. And uh, what was also nice about it was uh, I thought we were. I tried to give us a double room because I wasn't trying to sleep in a dorm and get my bag pissed on. So so I tried <laughs> to get a double Chad room. Chad could be the one doing the pissing. Right, that's true. I didn't want to pee on anybody else's shit. <laughs> that's then. very nice that? of you, Chad. Right, just trying to be considerate of, uh, of my fellow hostels. I only stairs. pee on my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, um, but it turns out I thought we were staying in a double room at first. Then it turned out it was a triple room. Then we get there and there were four beds in this one room. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So, so you had plenty of space. We did. And 50 did. bucks is not bad still. No. Even more even more so then. Yeah, but I've stayed in hotels in a single room for even cheaper in Prague. Oh, okay. All you right. You just got to find like I've stayed in 40 40 a night in some places. Okay. You just got to find the right places. Um but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would agree with you. Um being inexpensive is definitely a big pro of Apparently hostels. um hostels is not even surprisingly I guess is the largest like um, uh, what do you call it like living place for um, for millennials? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's the, well, not living? You know you know what I'm talking. Uh, what's the word I'm yeah. looking for? Accommodation. That's Accommodation. For. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know millennials are traveling more, but um, hostels are also being used more because um, way more of of their income is going to travel, but they also don't have as much money. Right. All right, Jared, I got another one for you. All right. This is from a gentleman named John C53. He says that might be Medicina. That's right. Did did it but yeah. I don't um, understand that. I don't I don't I don't know The wrestling. John Cena theme song? I don't know wrestling. Never heard it? All right, fair enough. <laughs> um fair enough. Anyway. I know he was in the movie The Marine. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's Should true. Have won an Oscar. And, there, and and there's and there's a lot of memes about him with him in the picture, and they say you can't see him. Oh right, but, yeah, that's uh, another thing that I I know that's attributed to him, but I don't fully understand that either. I don't really either. They do that thing where they like splash their hands in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means either. I never, I hated wrestling. I didn't hate wrestling. I just didn't get it. That's fair. It's not for everybody. Anyways, no. so this is from John C fifty three, maybe John Cena. Who knows. Met a group in New Zealand, hung out with them for a few days, went to a few cities. Um, We picked up this UK girl that I totally fancied, and it was apparent she dug me. 
We shared a hostel room with six other peeps. They all saw the tension growing between us after a few days. I was too pussy to make a move, and we were always around people. They all conjured together and made a pact to leave the room vacant with candles lit in the room and kind of forced us to go in the room. It was an amazing coordinated effort. I don't like it. We banged like monkeys. <laughs> Dated for at least a year after that. That um, that would I feel like that would make me a little uncomfortable. I don't I don't want a bunch of the, all these strangers coordinating my um my sexual time. I mean, I guess I'd appreciate it now that I say it out loud. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a nice thought, right? Uh, They're yeah. just trying to help help you out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? I take it back. That's a pro. You can <laughs> I'd say a big con though is I think, unfortunately, hostels for some women can, I mean, women get sexually harassed and unfortunately yeah. in some places sexually assaulted. Especially hostels. since there is, there does tend to be a lack of privacy more. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just like a, and especially since it's, it's just like a, especially when you're in like a quote unquote party hostel. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Like I was in a hostel in Berlin one time. Oh, this was in 2016. And I met some some really cool girls from Finland, and they were telling me like they were they were getting dressed in their room, and there were just like a bunch of guys like creeping on them. And I'm just like, do you really not have enough decency to like let these women dress in peace? Like, really? Yeah. No. The answer is no. Right. Well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yes. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Elf have a curfew? I don't believe so. I mean, they had a they had like a sign in front of all the doors, like like in, when you close your door at night, to say like no alcohol in the rooms, um, please be quiet and mindful of your neighbors. Um, I don't think they had a curfew. Okay, but I could be wrong. I mean, we were out till three a.m. anyways, so right. it didn't so, really matter. By the time you got back, they were reopening for the morning. Exactly, exactly. But it, that does seem to be an, an attribute of many. Um, Maybe. Maybe the party ones are, would not be the ones that have a curfew, but the curfew does seem to be a um, a common thing with with hostels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Why is that? Do you know why? I, I don't. I'm just asking you on the fly, but I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. My my guess would be maybe they just have a curfew in order to. Is that the, I mean, just be be respectful of all the other guests, and maybe that's a cheaper mad, way to do I security. Guess. Yeah, Rather than like being an actual hotel that maybe has like someone uh, standing at security, you can just close right. it down and then it's like this way we don't have to be hyper aware of who's going in and out when we don't have the uh, budget to really do security. Right. right. I don't know. I just made that up. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, I got another one for you, Jared. Okay. This guy was in Japan, I believe. And he says, uh, and I actually don't have the name of this person, uh, but... I don't know if it's a he or she, but um, uh, had a bunk bed in a mixed dormitory room, checked in, met up with a new roommate, super chill dude. We've been hanging around the kitchen upstairs when some Korean dude comes in and sits nearby drinking Strong Zero, which for those of you out there who don't know what Strong Zero is, it's distilled alcohol with a fake fruit flavor. And after a few sips, he looks at us and passes out. Probably 30 minutes in, the Korean guy starts puking in his sleep. Luckily, he was lying on his stomach, um, so no chances of choking. 
But man, I mean, no that was chance, a lot of food. Like still a chance. Let's just be clear. Right. I wouldn't say no right. chance. <laughs> right. They, then, then they say had to call the staff. The ID documents on him were all in Korean, so it took some time to find his roommates. A few hours in, the guy woke up, saw all of this shit happening, and started crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I quit eating tuna sandwiches for a while after that. <laughs> so, so there you go. Oh, my God. There you go. The crying is the best part. I mean, because there's only so many different reactions you can have, especially when you're that shocked. Right. It can either be like a flight reaction where it's just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right, for sure. Or you can just cry. <laughs> Which yeah, I think it's so much better. Right. Um, do you want me to give you another pro that's better than um, a drunk uh, Korean crying in the uh, <laughs> sure. lobby? Sure. Um, offer fun activities, which you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Have there been any other fun activities you've, you've, um, you've done at, at hostels? I mean, when I was in Berlin, we, uh, we definitely went out with people that we met from the hostel. Um, but we've, I've never gone on any like hostile bar crawls because to me they're, I don't, when I'm abroad, I don't like to be in a group of loud, obnoxious, drunk tourists. Uh, that makes sense. I don't like to be in a group of people I don't know okay. whether they're loud or not. It's like, it's weird me, me just like, um, not, not don't know at all, but it is like weird. Just like these people I just met, just entrusting my uh, drunkenness into these strangers to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Not that I'm like always right. oh, just gonna be so belligerent. They're like, listen, there's a 95% chance that I'm not gonna know how to get home tonight. So I'm gonna. Uh, that is not how I live. But yeah, I don't know. And that's another thing. What I also mentioned with the couch surfing thing. Maybe that's just a, a irrational fear. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? Maybe I need to get out of my bubble. Maybe. That's, I mean, they say the most growth comes outside of your comfort zone. How often were you getting, uh, what was the towel situation like? We had towels in all, all the hostels I've stayed at. I've always had towels. You brought your own, you mean? No, no, no. They, they provided towels. Do you know, you, you were only there for a night, right? Or two nights? Uh-huh. One night. And okay. then in Berlin, I was there for three nights and so you, they always had fresh towels. Okay. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, good on them. Good on them. Right. Um, you, there is the risk of theft, apparently. Oh, for sure. I've never really had that, that fear, but I, once again, I've never really been in enough situations to... Right. I mean, I, I've heard when I was looking up a lot of horror stories, most of them had to do with theft. And I'd like to give our listeners some tips to avoid theft when they stay at hostels. One of them is keep all of your valuables either... Like on the other side of the bed near the wall where like the pillow is or even underneath your pillow if you can or if you can stuff it in your pillowcase. That's one. Did you do any of that? Well, I've always had my own room within a hostel. Right, so so you don't do as much precaution. So I don't need to do that, no. Okay. But but there was one time where I was in a a four-dorm or four-bed room and I locked my stuff up and they had a separate safe for each person. Okay. So I locked up my passport in there. Um, at night I'd put my wallet in there. I'd leave my phone on my bed. Like, and, and so, so yeah, but you just have to be very, I mean, just use your, your gut instincts, use your common sense. And I mean, I would say if anything is far enough away where if you're asleep and somebody grabs it and you won't hear it, it might be gone the next day, so you gotta yeah. be really careful. Right. I recommend I setting up some home alone style booby traps as well. 
<laughs> I don't know if you have any uh, marbles that can that can be spring activated by a step or something, right? Or or have like a pendulum swing down and smack the potential robber in the face. From what I've heard, though, is that a fear that I think is now irrational is a fear of things like bed bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for I've sure. heard the and internet has a has essentially like gotten rid of any sort of um like th- those that spreads fast on online. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, and I I agree. I even I even worry sometimes when I stay in hotels. Oh yeah, me in, too. In, in Prague, because they they say that they do have problems with bed bugs occasionally in Prague because everything's so close. I worry about that at hotels. Not not bed bugs, but like hotels in general. I'm just like constantly aware of how gross these these places really are. Right. Another thing I think that all of our listeners uh, and travelers need to keep in mind is the area in which the hostel is. So, for example, this uh, this person on Reddit posted, uh, their name is Blazing Caveman. He said, went to, went to Koh Chang for a couple days this winter, didn't book anything ahead, so when I arrived, I spent about an hour looking for anything that had available beds and wasn't too expensive. The hostel I ended up... Um, I ended up at looked fine during daytime. Things changed during the night, though. That's when I discovered the hostel was located in the middle of the bar street um, in Kochang, with two loud nightclubs on both sides of my or on the other side of my bathroom wall, which was a thin sheet of wood. A Ooh. day or so later, I realized there was a one-foot lizard. Running around my room when I wasn't there. One foot, that's huge. That's what they say, yeah. And potentially at night as well, dropping turds on the floor and in the bathroom sink. To top it all off, a couple of ladyboy prostitutes had set up shop across the street from my hostel. Okay, so it's not all bad. (laughs) Right. Meaning that I would get catcalled and possibly dick grabbed when walking past their bar. Now that's harassment. That's too far. Right. So be aware where you book. Try to do your research if you can beforehand. Obviously, Blazing Caveman But you can't. Have the time. I mean, the, the lizard thing is probably hard to... I bet you there are lizards all over the place there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, to a certain extent, I don't think... That could have been a freak accident. Yeah. And I mean, the ladyboy thing, well, you know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Me either. That's a, maybe, maybe you're just not prepared for the uh, lifestyle. Maybe that's on you. Right. <laughs> right for sure um simple furnishings is a con what was your bed like shitty uh shitty mattress bed was comfy slept like a rock yeah but you seem like you take anything you know what i mean i feel that's like i'm asking the wrong person that's true you totally are i agree with you <laughs> you're too nice <laughs> yeah. i mean for me yeah as long as i'm not as long as i'm not too cold or too hot i can sleep almost anywhere what kind so of do right, they have I'm, like a duvet Yep, they did have a duvet. Ugh, I hate duvets. I mean, that's Europe, though, man. I know, just, but they're the worst. And they're so lumpy. The they are. And they're heavy, um, <laughs> so it can get really hot sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah, I got... When I lived in Europe... Well, not... Excuse me. When I was in hotels, because at my own home, I, I had an American-style comforter like an American. But... Right. Um, America. In hotels, I got very used to the leg in, leg out. One leg in, one leg out. Because those there duvets are hot and lumpy. Right, just uh, how Jared likes his ladies. <laughs> those are my, uh, those are my searches. <laughs> Hot and lumpy. Um, can I? Um, 
you know, I, I was thinking I, I, we 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 both have said good things about uh, about hostels. However, we're, we we don't claim to be hostel going people. I think I got some things that can change our mind. Okay. There is a hostel. They call it a hostel where you can sleep in a jumbo jet or oh, other cool. or other sort of things like that, such as a helicopter or they have like a um, like a tree house or maybe mm-hmm. like an old style camper of some sort, like a, uh, one of those Gulf streams. Is that what it's called? Air streams? Jet, jet streams, right? Not a jet stream. No. I think it's a. No, Gulfstream is an, is an airplane. Um, it's like those metal, uh, those metal, uh, metal camper. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Trailer. Oh, I'm just saying that because I'm typing. No, dude, they're 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 jets. Gulfstream and Jetstream. Airstream. They're called airstreams. <laughs> they they also. I'm looking here. They also have Jetstream and Gulfstream. Okay. Are all I, different types I believe of Gulf, uh, RVs. I, I thought Gulfstream was a, a airplane. I, I'm on Google and like, I see all three of them. No, you're right. You're right. But a Gulfstream is still an air, airplane. Remember the song, right. like a G6? Oh, yep. Uh-huh. That was a Gulfstream 6 airplane, I believe. Oh, You just don't understand because you're not in that lifestyle like I am. You know, That's true. Dropping all these <laughs> truth bombs on me. I like it. You're thinking trailers when you hear Gulfstream. I'm thinking private jets. That's that's just right. shows, you know, we're on different we're levels. We're on different levels. Oh, for sure. You'll get there one day. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are many where you can get in touch with nature. I would argue that um, at the top of... When I was in North Carolina at Leconte, at the very top... There were these cabins, and they were very simple. I don't, I'm not even sure if there was running water, but there were these cabins, and they had very simple bed setups. And you, and I was, as I was saying, if we we're more prepared, you can hike to the top and, and like, and camp out at the very top. And I think you could, I mean, you could call those cabins. I mean, excuse me, hostels, especially since they did also come with a free breakfast, which is as a pro that they tend to always mention is that a lot of right. or not or not even free, but a lot of them come with breakfasts. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Do you have any tattoos, Chad? Nope. Do you want any? Eventually, I would like some for sure. Well, you know, how about we make it an On the Road Again episode and you go to a <laughs> Copenhagen <laughs> and you stay at Urban House, which aims to feed our obsession for wanderlust tattoos. In it is a in-house vintage tattoo parlor. The entire place just oozes coolness. Look forward to that, everyone. Okay. Interesting. I'm translatable tatted on me somewhere. I would say so. Yeah, I, I think many fregista. When we <laughs> when we uh, hit uh, a million um, episodes, <laughs> right? Um, then there's also, of course, you can channel your inner yoga. I'm sure there are many of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know um, that you know it's just. A, I, I bet you those are also places that tend to be very quiet. You know, mm-hmm. they have a quiet hour after six o'clock or something ridiculous. I'm making that up. I don't know. All vegan menu, probably. Um, let's see some other good ones. Um, Can I say uh, my favorite hostel in Berlin? Please. There is this really great hostel called Backpacks downtown in Berlin. And uh, it's one of my favorite places to stay in Berlin. It's fairly affordable. Really nice staff, uh, good location. It's right by the Oranienburger Straße um, uh, tram and the Oranienburger Tor um, subway. 
Wow. So it's a great location. And okay. it's in the eastern part of Germany. It's also, uh, or eastern part of Berlin, Berlin, sorry. And it's also right by this really beautiful uh, Jewish synagogue. Um, have you ever been to Ber- uh, Barcelona? Mm-mm. Well, I'll, uh, do you want to go? Because I can convince you in uh, a few short sentences. Convince me. You could stay at the St. Jordi Rock Palace in Barcelona, which exemplifies what it means to travel like a rock star. I'd say you're a rock star, and I'd say you, you try to travel like one. You can't leave the house without your guitar. That's true. I'm surprised you didn't have your own guitar at this one place in Praha. Right. Uh, drums and guitars in soundproof rooms, a decor to make most live music clubs insanely jealous, and even a scant, uh, scantilating rooftop pool. What's this called again? I got to check this out. You have piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> On their own in Barcelona, coming up. <laughs> uh, St. Jordi Rock Palace. J-O-R-D-I. Rock Palace in Barcelona. It does sound pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah. How does it look? Heck yeah, it does. I'm impressed. Do they have keyboards in there so you can come jam with me? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, this place looks awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I dig it. A 9.4 rating on um, Hostile World, which I believe is the Hostile Hub of the World. Mm-hmm. We will soon be sponsored by Hostile Hub, so we'll be giving out free coupons, and I'll be driving a <laughs> different Lamborghini. All right, Chad has gone into a uh, trance with, um, I'm just getting started, baby. Keep going. This is great. Now, maybe if it was a younger Chad, a more, um, shall we say, um, uh, physically inclined Chad, you might want to stay um, <laughs> also in Barcelona, actually. Say you get a little tired, at you know, your fingers get tired from jamming away at uh, St. Jordi. You could switch over to... Um, Wait. Oh, this is also in the St. Jordi family. Holy shit. St. Jordi's out here. All right. St. Jordi is now like the... uh, Now he's like the uh, conglomerate of uh, hostels. Anyway, St. Jordi also has a skateboard life hostel. Ooh. So it has a half pipe in it, and the walls are dedicated to skate history, and there's even a half pipe ramp in the common area. It also happens to be located in the best uh, skating areas of Barcelona. So, That's you know, crazy. I don't know if you, you probably don't really skateboard anymore. That might be a younger you. I don't want you to hurt yourself, Chad. You, you have bills to Me pay. Me either. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. Um, I am totally entranced with this. This is amazing. You could sleep in a train carriage in Australia. That sounds nice. Giving you the opportunity to sleep in a converted train carriage. The main building itself has comfy rooms and all the unusual, tri- oh, excuse me, all the usual trimmings. But why stay in a normal room? When you can get blah, 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 blah. Wow. 200-year-old Arab mansion. That sounds nice. Ooh, interesting. In, uh, Naz- uh, located in Nazareth, the Fa- Fawzi Azar Inn is surrounded by history and uh, modernized for today's standards. That sounds great. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got another one for you. Ha- um. We've talked about airlines before, and Iceland Air has come up because they're essentially a low-cost airline. There are a lot of flights that go through Iceland, uh, Reykjavik. If you have some time, 
Because, as we all know, they also offer longer layovers. That could be anywhere up to a couple days if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you could stay at the uh, Kex Hostel, which is known for jazz, books, and biscuits. Um, three things that Chad loves. That's true. <laughs> uh, Do they mean biscuits like cookies? Like it's British a former biscuits? biscuit factory. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so legitimately just biscuits. Uh, so oh oh you do mean do you mean they like cookies yeah because they are yeah. European you're right it might not, it's probably not like a southern biscuit but still right. cookies are just as good I mean cookies not just are delicious I rather I rather have a southern biscuit but I'll take cookies I'm I will picky. definitely take cookies and there's a jazz club and a library and these rooms look very like like you should be smoking cigars in there okay. like they'd almost be mad if you didn't nice okay whoo these places are crazy. 3,600-year-old awesome. caves. Would you want to stay in that? I mean, may- maybe. I don't know. That's pretty <laughs> wild. L- located in Santorini. is surrounded by gorgeous aromas from the local vanilla pear and pistachio trees. It's hmm. tucked away in the hills and consists of eight caves, the tennis courts, lush rooms, and scenic terrace, complete with a sea view, have all contributed to the hostel's 9.5 rating. For value for money. Mm-hmm. Whew. Man, dude, I we need should, to get out we of should, this. We need, to, we need to just go on an untranslatable hostile tour. Just yeah. hit up all these places. That'd be awesome. I would say so. I would say so. Although I might just check into that rock palace in Barcelona and never, never leave. Never leave. <laughs> get, a, get a job there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting to work at a hostel. I'm sure, th- I'm sure they definitely see some shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. That would be an interesting, um, interesting interview. I'd also want to know why you'd want to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe the just different hours. I, I know some hostels do offer um, lodging for um, people working there. So maybe if you're like moving to Europe and you don't have a set job, right? They might want you because you're an English speaker or a Spanish speaker or whatever. Okay. And then yeah, that would be I'll my guess though. You. That's fair. Right. That's well, Jared, fair. you got anything, uh, any other good, bad, or ugly to uh, give our listeners about hostels? Um, I think as far as pros and cons go, I have exhausted my list. I, I like the idea of hostels, and I think for someone like me, they're great because um, I tend to be a, um, a very introverted, standoffish person, so I could use anything that puts me, surrounds me by people, uh, around people. Mm-hmm. So I'm, Definitely. I'm team, uh, team hostels, even though I haven't stayed in many. I, I mean, still I really enjoy them. The right. Yeah, it's a great affordable way to um, travel places and meet, meet a lot of people, like you said. Although um, hostels are not huge in America. No. Even though we have Definitely them. Definitely not. Not really a common consideration. Mm-hmm. No, and, I, and I, I mean, I can't really say because I haven't been to hostels in America, but from a, a few like hostel goers I've talked to, they say that hostels in Europe are just, you can't compare them with hostels in America. Like they're really? just so much better. Yeah. Why is that? Just because there's more, there's more competition. Maybe it's more Could of be. a, uh, industry. It's kind of like comparing European soccer to American soccer. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it's right. good, but it's just, it's not, not the, same. the same for sure. All right. I'll you know, you, you know what, uh, you, you know what another really, uh, really positive thing about hostels is Jared. What's that? You can learn a lot of really good untranslatable phrases. Ooh. 
Speaking of which, right on time. What are the chances? <laughs> what are the odds? Wow, well, Chad, Jared, your timing wanna... is impeccable. Uh, what can I say? It's it's probably all that all that jamming I've been doing last night at that uh, secret bar. Chad Chad get my rhythm and Chad lives right. his life in three four. I don't know why I'm I said three four. I'm I mean, more of a four four guy, but I do really? like three four. Four four. That's kind of boring. It's common time. I think that's... I'm more of a uh, more of a six eight kind of guy. Ooh, Run. a little <laughs> little money by Pink Floyd. All right, where it's like. It, the timing, it could still sound normal normal speed, but in your head mm-hmm. it's going a little bit faster mm-hmm. than I think people recognize. Or uh, I really like, um, oh shoot, what is it? Is that is that 6-8 Take 5 by Dave Brubeck? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's, let's see, that's going to bug me. Hold up. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, it's a really weird time signature. By the it way, I, um, I, I was just. 5-4. Um, Five four. Okay, I, that one's too hard because it's to count. one two three four five one. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah that's one two three. That's four, too yeah. hard for me to count. Five four. I'm not that smart. Right. I mean, I just know it because that was one of the first like jazz songs I ever learned on guitar. Right. So I got gotcha. you. But yeah. Anyways, untranslatables. I have a really good check one for you, Jared. All right. Um. It is, Splucha Munamayak, which means. Um, it's splashing on his lighthouse, like raining on someone's parade. Nope. Hmm. This one's a tough one. I don't know if you're going to be able to get this one. It's like you're, you're like you like you feel someone's near. It's like I miss also this person, no. but I feel like let, they're near. Let me let me give you an example. It'd be like um, if you were like, yeah, look at look at like that guy over there trying to I don't know trying to order. Trying to order a hamburger at like a like a salad restaurant. Uh, it's splashing <laughs> on his lighthouse. Like, what's wrong with him? Kind of, yeah. I mean, if you actually look on Google Translate, it says he is off his chump. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> off his chump. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It must be British English. Oh god. But it's basically, uh, basically, somebody who's kind of stupid or crazy. Or as we discussed on the last episode, a sandwich short of a picnic. Uh, yeah. Okay. I all right. I like that one. I have one for you, and it is uh, Wallaf, which oh, is nice. a. Are you familiar? I've I've heard I've heard the 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 oh, word wow. Wallaf in relation to languages. It's a, a Senegalese language. Mm-hmm. However, their their official language is French. Um. Zamzam du doy. And um, since you seem to be a wall of uh, aficionado, I'll just let you go ahead and take it from here. Right. It means, um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. What, 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 if, the, you what, just did, what if you just got it? I was like, oh, my gosh. That would have been awesome. Um, knowledge is not enough. Knowledge is not enough. So is that like you need street smarts and, and uh, book smarts? No. No. Knowledge is not enough. As they say in Czech, Jared, Nevim. I don't know. Uh, knowing something isn't the same as getting something done. Oh, interesting. Okay. So just because you know how to do something. Like, you can talk about it, but if unless you're right. getting something done, I don't want to hear about right. it. That's right. In the in the wise words of Kendrick Lamar, I don't, uh, don't talk about it, be about it. Yeah. Someone had to have said that before him, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, well, I got another Czech one for you. And it is, uh, one moment here. 
It is dat nekomu ne uh, modre z nebe, which means give someone blue from heaven. Give someone blue from heaven? Or give someone blue from, give someone the blue from the sky. Give someone love, like, like keep people, like pray for people, essentially. Uh, keep people in your hearts. Not I'm giving quite. you the blue from love, baby, or the blue from heaven. No, I'm out here not, giving you that blue. Not, not, not quite. This one has a couple. Of, it's like the beginning of my my uh, track. Right. This one is um, giving that blue to little homie. Uh, Saquon. I don't know. I guess. So so this this means it has two meanings. It can mean either someone has offered up everything they possibly can, or someone offers something or they're promising something that they cannot possibly deliver. Oh, okay. Okay. I bet you they used that phrase in one of the Mission Impossibles that was translated to Czech. And then he ended up doing it. Right. <laughs> also probably in Taken as well. Yes, yes. Um, okay, my next one's Russian. Mm-hmm. And it's... Do svadbai zaziot, zaziviot. Do svadbai zaziviot, which means it will heal before your wedding. Is that like don't don't worry about it? Like time heals all wounds? Uh, not really. No. No. Okay. It's mainly used towards children or old people cracking jokes at old people, and it essentially means okay. like uh, you're clumsy or you're fine or like you barely hurt yourself. Uh, Ah, but okay. um, yeah, it's, it's like, like no big deal. Like like you'll right. be all right, kind of. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like it'll heal eventually. You know, it's like right. you're fine. Interesting. Okay, I have one more for you, and this one is Espanol. So Go ahead. Uh, Spanish for, <laughs> no, for, I got for our listeners out there who don't know. So uh-huh. it is ar- armar la vaca, which means to arm the cow. Arm the cow. Mm-hmm. Arm the cow. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know where to begin with that one. So this one, um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain this one. You can't even give me an example? I'll give you an example. So, um, so, you know, I want to stay in all these amazing hostels you've been telling about, Jared. But I think we really need to arm the cow before I can um, go to all these hostels. You need to, like, pump yourself up? Not quite. You need to do your research? Nope. Get buy some guns. Definitely buy some <laughs> guns. But that's for the American hostels. <laughs> All no, right, what is uh, it? I don't know. Uh armar la vaca means um to raise money. Oh, okay. See, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect that because hostels are the cheap option. I mean, granted you still but, need money, but Right. And apparently this phrase is used mostly in Mexico, but it can also be heard in Uruguay, Chile, Venezuela, and Colombia. Sometimes they'll switch armar, which is to arm, with the verb hacer, um, which, um, which means to, to make a cow. Okay. All right. I got one more for you as well, and it's Icelandic. Glugavayud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like your Icelandic. That sounds good. I probably fucked that up royally, but it sounded you legit. You said that with so much gusto, though, man. Glugavayud. Uh, which, means, which, which means what? It means uh, window weather. Window weather. So does that mean like 
when it's like just bad weather out and you just sit outside looking at the window hoping for the weather to change? No, but you're you danced seriously around it. Is it when it's nice outside and mm. you keep looking or was I closer with the bad weather? Kind uh, I mean you're kind of I'll just say it. All right, just give it to me. It's yeah. the kind of weather that looks that's nice to look at but it's not nice to experience. Oh, okay. So for example, so, so it's it, storming out. Yeah, like you know when people or... look at look at it when it's raining or like if it's snowing out and you're sitting in front of a fireplace and this is a gluga vayud. Okay, nice. Yeah. I like the sound of that one, man. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, get nice. some uh get some cider. <laughs> Light a candle. Some glühwein maybe. And that's a nice gluga vayud. That's awesome. Well, Jared, <sighs> I think uh, I think we ought to discuss our song of the pod this week. Yeah, which I'd is a so. which is a good one, I would say. What? Well, first of all, it's by um, a group called Ragabund, uh, and I believe it's it's Ragabund featuring uh, Blumentopf, I believe. Uh, yeah, where it says Cages and Roger, but I think that uh, Cages and Roger of Blumentopf, um, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. And before uh, I and and. They're they're categorized as reggae, and mm-hmm. I you know, listen. I'm I'm not a, a ragabond um, aficionado, but if we're gonna call that reggae, then I think we're slapping a lot of uh, real reggae artists in the face. I call it watered down reggae if that is reggae. However, I do like the song. Not to say I don't like the song, right? But I don't I'd say I don't I'd think reggae yeah, is a fair more, word for that. I'd say it's more pop reggae. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's it's like this sounds like more like um, like um, ska than it does like uh. Yeah, but it's not like the the only thing that's reggae about it is that there's horns, right? And and I mean the guitar is on on like the same accent, you know, it accentuates the same notes as like reggae songs. But I would agree with you. This isn't. I didn't like it though. Not to say I didn't like it. Right. It's a great song, um, and it's called Una Compass, which means without a compass. And uh, uh, well, what, what are your interpretations of the, of the lyrics and, and the overall vibe of the song, Jared? Um, well, I only listened to it once or twice, so I'm not going to say I got, a good hear, I got a good listen to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I will say he clearly, and just according to the title, too, he's clearly mm-hmm. living some sort of lifestyle in which um, he's saying that he's trying to explore the world. And that he lives mm-hmm. a very simple lifestyle, and that um, what he needs is to uh, just live his life on a compass, which is German for without a compass, mm-hmm. which obviously means um, you know just going wherever life takes him. Right, I would agree. I mean, I I really like the line, "Bin ich da, wohin der Beat mich trägt." So I'm there where the the beat leads me or carries me. Yes. So, so yeah, I feel like this whole song is just kind of like, to me, it seems like it's just going with the flow. The you beat know, you led just, you to that little bar, that little illegal bar in a basement. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I had, I had a blast. I didn't have a compass either. So yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, it's really great. Where'd you hear about that song? Have you known uh, about this song for a while? I've known about it for a while. Yeah. Um, I think I had like a seed playlist on on Spotify, and they might have just came up. Ah, that makes sense. That like makes a Spotify sense. radio type of thing. Yes. Actually, ironically, on, on YouTube, I have my like old tab up with Ona Compass up, and the next up is Seed Aufstehen. So there you go. <laughs> I do like that song too. That's a great song. So yeah, so check out our song of the pod, 
Ona Kompas by Ragabund featuring Blumentopf. You can check it out on our Twitter, Untranslatable1. Mm-hmm. Get at us. Let, you, let us know what you think about the song. We hope you all enjoy it. Gets you in a good mood and just hopefully makes you also uh, go wherever that beat takes you. As me and my buddy Don say, uh, hashtag maps off. So sometimes if we're in a city and we're like, we find ourselves overly planning, we'll just say, you know, effing man, maps off. And just walk around right. and try and, you know, like, we'll find stuff. Oh, for sure. When I was talking to Annabelle yesterday, I said, Prague is a great city to get lost in. Yes. You know, there's so many cool things to see. I feel like most cities, unless there are, like, a lot of, like, unsafe areas where you don't want to get lost in. Yeah, but I think that's easy to notice. It's easy oh, to sure. see that. You have to be pretty unaware agree. not to notice that. I would I would, I would, definitely agree. Well, Jared, um, as, as we have uh, said in previous episodes... One of our long-term goals of this podcast is to um, guide our listeners on their way to becoming polyglots while we also um, try to become polyglots simultaneously. And uh, I'm trying my best to learn Czech while I've been here. And it's going, you know, some days I feel more confident, some days less confident. After after my uh, weekend in Prague, I'm feeling a lot more confident, have been using a lot more Czech. You've and noticed it seems yourself- like the- Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's it seems like the Czech people tend to really respond to it pretty positively. Um, I the think effort. some of it's probably because I have a the effort, but I also have obviously like an accent when I speak it. But anyways, my Czech word, or better said for this episode, my Czech phrase of the pod is "sotoje." And do you know what that means, Jared? Uh, what about you? It's not a bad guess. "Sotoje" is what is it? Okay. So as well. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, a, that, that's another one that'll get some use out of it. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've already used that in a couple of restaurants before. Yeah. And a couple yeah. times in that party hotel. Here, right. take this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's true. That's very important. Very, very important to know without a doubt. Well, Jared, I, uh, I actually have another... Oh, by the way, another, Chad. Yeah. Parada. Well, you know, you, positive reinforcement is very important for a teacher. It's crucial, for yeah. sure. I've noticed my students have been surprised how much I praise them. Yeah, because you mentioned that they weren't used to it, right? Right. Do you think they, they take it? Are they now getting to the point where they're taking it uh, like they're more used to it and they enjoy it? Or is it still uncomfortable? Well, you know, I've only been teaching for three weeks. And I only see the classes the way my schedule is kind of staggered. So I only see each class once a week. Okay. So so give me another month, and then they might right. get used to it. Right. But yeah. Still a little new. Well, right. Well, Jared, I have a new original joke for us this episode. My favorite. My favorite. So here we go. And you, you might even know the punchline of this one because it's – well, I, I won't say anymore. Don't want to give it away. Yeah. So what, what are you talking about? Talk your shit up. <laughs> all right. All right. So here we go. Uh, you heard it here first on the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast. Here we go. What do you call a place where angry people stay very affordably? <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but I want you to say it. A hostile. <laughs> there we go. You betcha. <laughs> f- f- figured I'd have to uh, get something that's uh, in-, in theme with our uh, I like it. Our I like topic it. this episode. Have you, have you had any hostile situations in a hostel? Or not near yet. hostile. Not, I've had some yet. hostile situations in a hotel. Really? Yeah, like but what? I think it was also just, you know, uh, alcohol. It was that formal with some strangers. Oh, that'll happen. 
Yeah, but nothing happened. happened. Like I, I, I'm not a fighter. Listen to me. Right. Do I We're both like more lovers than fighters. That's for so sure. So we just gave him a hug and said, "Hey, we don't need to do this. We're right. all good people here. We just right. want to go for home sure. and see our families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Let's just have a good time in the shitty city in uh, Canada. And yeah, see where we'll pretend see that where... we're uh, being fancy. Exactly, and see where the beat takes us. You know. Right. Right. But uh. Yeah, well, I want to leave our episode um, actually with a quote from my uh, very good friend, Annabelle. Who she, she may have gotten this from somewhere else. I don't know, but I've heard her say it quite a bit, and I really like it. And I think our this will really resonate with our listeners. Yeah, you literally just stole that from, I'm looking at it. You just stole that from the last episode as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a great quote. And uh, the quote is, asking doesn't cost a thing. Yeah. So remember, you know, people, don't be afraid to ask. I'm a terrible asker. To the point where that's actually uh, now. I hope I'm not blowing my cover here for once we become world famous. <laughs> but in interviews, when they ask what's one of your weaknesses, mm-hmm. I usually say that I'm not quick to ask. I spend a lot of time trying to figure stuff out on my own. But right. I think that even though I do think that there is a positivity, like there's a positive attribute to trying to figure stuff out on your own, mm-hmm. I, I still agree. think I need to uh, lose some of that pride or whatever it is and ask. And I think a lot of something could be done quicker. Oh, definitely. I agree 100%. And and I'm the same way. I used to have a couple of professors in my graduate program like be like, "You you don't come to office hours and ask a lot of questions. Is everything all right?" And it was the same reason. I would try to figure it out myself first. Yeah. I knew they were busy. I didn't want to be a nuisance or an inconvenience. But that's what office hours are for. Right. That's why they call for them sure. office hours. Right. So that's yeah. That's probably what well, all the students were thinking. Oh, they're they're busy. I don't want to bother. No, there's probably right. one that is there like Every all the time, time for like the entire hey yeah. guys <laughs> right oh, for sure for sure here here comes steve again right for sure definitely well i think uh i think that just about wraps everything up this episode um hostels the good the bad and the ugly we'd love to hear your stories uh good bad or ugly about your stays in hostels let us know where you've been if you have any tips or advice for us we would really appreciate it uh you can contact us at untranslatable1 on Twitter, on Instagram, untranslatable podcast. Shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. And also hit us up on Facebook, untranslatable podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us your untranslatables, your hostile tips, your hostile stories, and uh, we would love to hear it. So thank you, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.